Hello ladies and gentlemen uh, welcome to the brand new episode of uh, Bespoke our very own Spotify podcast series wherein we cover people who define a change in the society and one of those few people in India who are actually making who are making it quite big in the international market as well uh, it is a pleasure and honor to present before you the co-founder of Putman uh, Mr Abhijit sir uh, hello Abhijit sir uh this is Vinny great to be here great to be here appreciate you having me on this is Vinny here uh, on behalf of an actor sapar and we are elated to have you uh, on this show with us so uh, sir most of us in the developer community we are quite aware of uh, you know what postman is personally i have been using you know postman uh, since the very years of inception since uh, it was introduced as a google chrome extension so how would you define postman to a layman who has who hasn't uh, you know who isn't very aware about uh, you know postman and its services mm-hmm. uh i think that you know, that's a that's a really great question so um i think the way we generally go about it now is uh, we say that the way the software world is generally growing and the evolution that we are seeing uh we see that there is a very broad trend uh that that talks about connected software that more and more software is being built by different smaller components coming together and examples that most people will understand are uh, companies like paytm and razorpay that only do payments companies like uh, like google that that give you uh, abilities to do maps and and tracking etc and all of these different pieces of software come together to give you a broader use case and apis are essentially what enable that communication and postman is all about um helping developers helping everyone involved with the software development process work with apis so that they can put these building blocks together to create cool stuff uh, all right sir uh, this just pushes me on to the next question which you might be able to relate a lot uh the very few times when we look up to you know adopting a new solution is when we come across some hurdles right so where did this idea of uh, postman come through you yeah so the i think um, this uh, this takes me back to i think 2011 or 12 um so this was when like all all three of us were working in software companies and one thing that we saw one trend that we saw was that as i mentioned before apis were growing right uh, apis were not new from a technical standpoint but the mass adoption that uh, we saw i mean it started not very long before that um and what that meant was that the the tooling around the api space the sort of tools that developers had to work with apis that was not very mature mm-hmm. um so you had you had flexible tools but they were not the easiest to use they were not the most user friendly uh, and this was also the time when you know there was a broad shift in the shift in the industry for development tools business tools to also look and feel good right uh, before this what generally used to happen was that uh enterprise tools or tools that you use at work have been given to you by your your CIO or whoever and they say this is the platform or this is the tool that you need to use but around that time was when we saw developers choosing their own tools and that essentially um gave or uh, gave rise to the need for tools to be designed in a smoother way even though they were for developers so i think those two needs put together are what drove the initial idea for postman that uh you know apis are going to be a strong force in the industry for a long time and the present tooling we have is it's okay but it's not the most user friendly it's not the easiest to learn or adopt 
and that is essentially what we are looking to solve. And um, the first version of Postman started out, I mean, the Chrome extension, as you mentioned, yeah. started out as your uh, as a scratch your own itch project. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, we felt that this is something that we do in our day-to-day lives as a developer that a lot of people w- would benefit from. Mm-hmm. And that was what the initial uh, version was meant to solve. Mm-hmm. And that got significant adoption in the developer community. Um, where uh, I think uh, within the first uh, year, year and a half, we got around 400,000 users. Yeah. And uh, I think that community has been central to our growth ever, ever since then, where like a lot of feature requests, a lot of ideas, a, a lot of thoughts that we've had around what to do, what not to do. The community there has been instrumental in our growth so far, so we're really grateful for that. Uh, sir, we were reading a lot of small stories and anecdotes and a lot of articles about Postman uh, and a lot uh, and the other co-founders. So, in one of the snippets, we saw that uh, you guys didn't ask for you, did, you guys didn't ask for funding. Uh, rather, when it, at, a, at a point of time when you had reached uh, about a, a target user base of about five hundred thousand developers, that is when yeah. companies started pulling in. Is is that right? Yeah. So, I think uh, what we saw there is because of the fact that. Uh, we were already a product which had significant developer adoption. Mm-hmm. We were fortunately a little ahead of the curve when it comes to the standard uh, way you approach raising funds. Mm-hmm. So typically the way it works is that seed funding will happen at the point where you have a validated idea and you have a team, but you don't really have a user base and the seed funding is meant to help you build a team and start building out your product and, uh, and scaling out. But we were luckily one step ahead of the curve there. So yeah, I mean... Uh, I think VCs also around this time realized that APIs are big, developer tools are big, mm-hmm. and um, we started seeing interest from uh, from VC firms who you know, who recognize that this is the the next big thing and there is enough potential here for it to be a long term long term bet for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the similar trend has continued. So uh, I mean, all the rounds that we have raised after that have have worked in a very similar way. Mm-hmm. Um, Thankfully, you know, the way we operate, we're a very, uh, very mission-driven company. So we say that, you know, this is a long-term vision of, of Postman, the product, Postman, the company. Yeah. And that is something that uh, that we see is generally aligned to. Uh, and we haven't had, like, any major philosophical differences there. Yeah. Um, and I think the way we see it, as long as you're able to stay true to your mission, you're able to stay focused on execution, uh, you're able to, uh, you know, make sure that the the growth is fast enough to ensure that you are you know, able to deliver value to your end users. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all of those things put together lead to a situation where, yeah, we generally don't have to convince people, right? It, it has yeah. been, uh, as, as you mentioned, people reaching out to us mm-hmm. because they recognize the value that that we bring to the software development space. And yeah. uh, I think in the last two three years, we've you know, broadened our uh, vision slightly about the, the height to which APIs can reach because uh, if you think about it, if you think about this, right, this is how a lot of progress has been made, not just in the software ecosystem, but also in in all other walks of life, right? I mean, if you look at the way how, uh, I mean, if you look at the industrial revolution, right, that was all it was, right? There was, there was specialization and then there was communication between different entities, yeah. right? And that has changed the way things are built, right? So now you might have a company that builds cars, but they don't build it all themselves, right? The, mm-hmm. the, 
the metal comes from somewhere the tire comes from somewhere else the engine might come from somewhere else yeah. and all of those strains of specialization and communication they are also applicable to the software world uh, and i think that is the trend that, that we have identified and a number of other companies and vcs have identified as well so i think uh, we're all on the same page about the potential future of the industry and and what benefit it can bring and uh, mm-hmm. i think because of that and the fact that till now we have been able to execute well we have shown results Mm-hmm. Uh, we have operated efficiently. I think uh, people are excited about the opportunity that Postman has provided. Yeah. Uh, so that that brings me up to my next question. And uh, then again, you know, uh, we I'd like to know more about you know pre-funded Postman as to when you started off. Uh, as you yeah. had already mentioned that you guys are already into a lot of companies. You guys are already working. So yeah. what were the initial hurdles that you faced when uh, when coming up with such an API tooling solution? uh what what were the uh, you know hurdles uh, especially you know initial funds that you needed to set it up and everything like what what were the hurdles that you faced yeah um so it it was uh, i think something that uh, we thought about at the time because uh, when we started like for all of us um it was like a switch from whatever we were doing and saying that okay this is what we are going to do full time mm-hmm. uh what also ended up happening was that even before funding there was a small revenue stream that we already had from the product mm-hmm. um so we like uh, we had a few companies who would want to just just help us out right even though the tool was free companies yeah. wanted to help us out and say you know i'm going to sponsor the the postman product so we did have a small source of funds there mm-hmm. but uh, luckily soon after we started um we were able to raise our seed round and you know that sort of gave a decent enough base for our initial uh, expansion and hiring plan um apart from that uh, i think we also uh, needed to work with our community uh, yeah. and like as i said that has been one of the greatest gifts that we have had because we yeah. had a very active and passionate developer community to help us throughout our, our journey so far yeah but uh, i think one thing that we needed to do at the beginning was you know figure out what the initial focus area was going to be oh. because Uh, even in 2014 right there was a lot of stuff that people wanted us to do yeah. in terms of you know build these features build mm-hmm. support for this and that fix mm-hmm. this bug right but uh, we said that we are a small team we have to focus on one thing and we need to do that one thing well so mm-hmm. i think that initial prioritization and uh, i think that was a set of decisions that that paid off in the long run but 2014 i guess i guess was quite a right time to introduce such an api tooling solution because pre uh, android as well as pre ios era uh, the amount of use cases of an api were restricted to uh, in browser based or desktop based experiences but as soon as the concept of application mobile development came across right now everything is uh, linked with an api the very way you connect to your database even the uh, any any service that you're using right that that all of it is dependent on an api sir uh, a, a very a very pertinent question and this might intrigue a lot of us that how did you come up with the name postman and even the logo like when when we had a look when we had a detailed look at the logo it it, it is in the shape of a pen but the head is in the shape of a man right so how mm-hmm. how did all of this come up uh, so uh, yeah i think to your first point about api being relevant i think that uh, that's like absolutely what we think along the lines of as well that Mm-hmm. uh that that time was a good point to work on something like this because as you said the api ecosystem was maturing you had uh ios android obviously you had iot where the number of devices that are mm-hmm. built using apis just exploded tremendously mm-hmm. and also on the enterprise side I and mean, what you're talking about is the consumer side but 
yeah. even at the enterprise side there was a very similar shift in the way companies built architectures internally mm-hmm. right uh, so if you take the example of amazon right or mm-hmm. facebook you go to the facebook home page and as a consumer you see one page in front of you mm-hmm. but internally there are so many api calls that are being made so there's an api for mm-hmm. photos there's an api for your news feed there's an api for search there's an api for chat mm-hmm. right so even internally everything is built by apis and that was also a transition that happened during that time Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It was it was a great time to go in go into that space. Um, as far as the name and the logo is concerned, like this was um, uh, the word "post" is like a, yeah. a special word in the yeah, HTTP protocol, sequence. which is what exactly yeah. right, yeah. which is what we which is what we work with. So I think that was one of the inspirations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, like when it started out, the aim was, I mean, the uh, the idea that this would be like. you know uh, this this big company with 200 people that was not what we had in mind mm-hmm. uh initially when the name was thought of and it was a hobby project mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it, it was just uh, you know told it helps you make post requests and helps you post which is what a actual postman would also do so i think yeah. that was the extent to which we thought of the name <laughs> um the logo is about uh, i mean we've always been like we've always had this space theme going within our entire ui Uh-huh. uh from from day one uh-huh. um and the intention behind that was like uh, postman you know helps you propel your development into the into the space age of development right so yeah. that was the thought that we had and uh, yeah yeah that is very evident from the slash screen that comes up of the logo yeah so yeah, i mean we've just been very space themed and like that is just what the logo is meant to represent it it's an astronaut or whoever that uh, you know Helps you propel your development into the the next generation of mm-hmm. uh, of API development practices. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, how how did Postman mature? Like starting off, uh, I, I guess I guess one of the features, one of the primary features that Postman had was to offer a free API tooling, uh, you know, uh, utility, right? Wherein you could test your endpoints, wherein you know you could you could check whether your APIs are working correctly or not. But from that mm-hmm. to now, you know, uh, you're on the verge of like leading a full blown marketplace for APIs. Like how how did how did that entire process of you know maturing from uh, you know one space to you know also delving into others like similarly related spaces how did that all uh, how was the journey about? Well, um, so at some level, like we, you know, even when we built the initial solution and that initial solution was validated, that always served as encouragement to think about what is the next thing we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think uh, at some level, right? One one of the reasons why we decided to get into this space full time is that we did believe, and we still do, obviously, that uh, APIs are bigger than you know simply making HTTP calls. It is how you know it, it is something that is going to unleash the next wave of creativity, right? Uh, so one example that I often cite is that these days you have people in school who are you know making Android apps, mm-hmm. and you can literally. be like a single student in a room and you can distribute your app to millions of users mm-hmm. right and that sort of achievement is not inherently because you know kids today are exponentially smarter than they were you know, 20 30 years ago uh, but what has happened is that the right tools and abstractions now exist right mm-hmm. i mean you have android that was built by somebody you have uh, the web that was built by somebody else you have the 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 hardware and the phones that that let you interact with that that was built by somebody else mm-hmm. so through all of that this ecosystem was built uh, and uh, i think that is what has has led to the sort of uh, state we have today where 
the software is such an in- integral part of our day to day life even if you are not working in the software development space mm-hmm. um so i think uh, with that you know that being something we identified we did realize that apis were something that were going to stay for a long time mm-hmm. and they were going to be like the one of the central pillars of how software development works mm-hmm. um so we always had like a bigger goal in mind the thing is as you grow along it sort of starts to starts to crystallize in your head a, a little bit better mm-hmm. each year mm-hmm. um so one shift that we made initially was we said that okay api testing is something that the initial version of postman did yeah. uh but looking you know taking a slightly broader perspective mm-hmm. uh, there is a larger api life cycle right no matter mm-hmm. who you are whether you're a individual developer or an enterprise you have to do api design you have to do api documentation you have to observe how your api is performing in 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 production mm-hmm. right so all of these are different activities that you have to do mm-hmm. and uh, that is one thing that we wanted to build we said that postman should be able to help you do all these things mm-hmm. um and the reason we wanted to do that is because at the time this ecosystem was very fragmented right so you yeah. had one tool that would help you with documentation something else that would help you with api monitoring mm-hmm. right but we wanted there to be one place where all of this is done uh and that is sort of the vision that we went with for a while that no matter what workflow you have with your api postman should be able to do that for you mm-hmm. right and that has been one of the major driving forces in the present iteration of the product um and you know that is something that i think will continue to be what we focus on for mm-hmm. the for the foreseeable future right mm-hmm. uh you know one thing that we'll do now is sort of um, try to expand the number of use cases we solve for yeah uh, um to say that given our increasing user base day mm-hmm. by day month by month mm-hmm. uh, we want to make sure that more and more people can get value out of postman for whatever api related workflow they have mm-hmm. so, so i think that that will be the long term aim of the organization um our ultimate mission is you know to unleash everyone's creativity through the power of connected software mm-hmm. and eventually we'll expand into uh you know the broader software development process because that aligns well with how apis are growing apis are used for more and more things as as you go on yeah. um so i mean we'll obviously have to reassess what the individual product direction looks like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, i think the the common theme that you'll see is that uh, any api related workflow is something that postman would want to support at some point mm-hmm. so uh, so in that case you also draw a lot of inspiration from you know already existing players in the market like uh, rakuten backed uh, rapid api uh all of these other players who are already there who are contributing to this we also draw uh, some amount of inspiration from them you know when you're developing you know new product or api testing or you know like the marketplace that those uh, postman is developing slowly oh yeah absolutely so i think one one thing that is uh, i think more prevalent in the software space than anything else is the mm-hmm. fact that there is so much dependency right so yeah. postman would not have existed without so much other software that we rely on exactly. so I, i think all all those dependencies are super important mm-hmm. and like that is what leads to better and better products we build but in mm-hmm. terms of inspiration yeah i mean i think the idea of an of an api marketplace is something that a lot of people have tried uh, we we have something similar as well where we are essentially saying that postman is the world's largest repository of apis yeah and uh, you should be able to use that to find whatever api you want Uh-huh. So I think uh ideas are there everywhere I I don't think the world is lacking in ideas. Mm-hmm. Um I think like everyone tries to approach it from a slightly different place. Uh we mm-hmm. started with a very different approach where we said we focus on individual developers first, we then focus on a team of developers 
and then through that, you know, we hopefully will get a lot of API data that we can put into this sort of global API network. Mm-hmm. Right? Other players might approach the same API network idea through different means. Yeah. But um, I think eventually each one has some some value to offer, and uh, over the next few years, hopefully, uh, you know, the overall value that we are able to deliver to the world in general that will just increase through whatever approach works best for individual users. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, w- one of the most interesting factors that uh, while researching about Postman that we came across was one of the stakeholders was Alphabet. Now, all those who mm-hmm. all all of you know you who don't know about Alphabet, Alphabet is the parent company of Google. Sir, this again becomes a question of you know uh, you know it, 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 it's a very personal question from my side. And so, how did how did you guys get Alphabet to you know uh, land into Postman? That is a huge thing for anybody, right? How did that happen? Uh, by by stakeholder, uh, what do you mean exactly? Could you expand on, on the question a bit? Uh, we we had heard that uh, we, while researching about Postman, we had seen that uh, Alphabet had uh, was keen, or I guess it had uh, stakes in Postman, or it was looking forward to you know, uh, investing uh, yeah, in Postman so, or something. Right. So uh, I mean, what happened was that uh, as we said, Postman was a Chrome extension first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of folks at Google who were using Postman internally, they became interested in the in the Postman tool itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sort of featured the Postman extension as like one of their featured Chrome apps. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we were interacting with, with their team for a while. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we never really had any super serious conversations with them around any future like financial engagement. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the, the biggest contribution there is that the, the Chrome Store platform uh, helped us a develop the Postman product very easily mm-hmm. and distribute it to a you know reasonably wide user base because Chrome was I think just uh, uh, starting out or sorry it had just crossed cross Firefox is the, the most popular browser so uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's where we owe a lot to the, the Google and the, the, the Chrome platform mm-hmm. um, and, and yeah I mean now we've obviously moved out of, of the Chrome platform but um, yeah. A lot of the growth that we have is there because of the fact that, you know, that initial version was on Chrome, which was something that was accessible to a lot of developers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, to be honest, like uh, starting off, uh, you know, seeing startups from India, you know, gaining so, uh, so much amount of, you know, potential and impact all across the world, especially tech startups, which which in a sense in India, we do have a lot of them, but not a lot of them, you know, are as innovative or, as, uh, or are as unique as Postman. And... Then again, that draws me to this particular point that all of you people, like uh, one of the co-founders was from Bits Goa, you, you were from Bits Hyderabad, right? So, from when, from uh, how did this shift from, you know, uh, the tier one colleges like the IIT Times, where, you know, the opportunities were more or less fixed to these colleges as to, you know, uh, they were seen as the places from where, uh, you know, people, people draw out a lot of different things. From there, the focus again shifted to other colleges. Which a lot, which not a lot of people had thought about, right? So, so did you come across any such resistance while starting off? Uh, not, not really. I mean, uh, I think what happened is that uh, with the internet, right, we saw that that acts as a great equalizer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you have you know multiple grades of institutions, like from from IITs, IIMs to to whatever other institutes. But hmm. uh, I think what happens is that people who are interested or people who are really uh, you know, curious about a, a, a particular space, mm-hmm. they will 
find the means to make themselves known and they'll find a way to make sure that they are um, always competent, right? And there, I think the institution matters less because, I mean, one constant criticism that we hear is that the official syllabus is very outdated yeah. uh, and not keeping pace with, with what is happening at the edge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think because of that, what we see is that, you know, uh, from whatever institute you're from, if uh, uh, as long as you're able to prove or you're able to show interest and curiosity and, and, and competence in your chosen domain, mm-hmm. I think that that ceases to be uh, be an important factor. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe like we've never tried to restrict like our hiring. We, we have people from all institutes, but mm-hmm. the common trend among them is that they exhibit curiosity and they, they want to make sure that, you know, the, the, the mission that we are on uh, is, is something that they align with uh, on their own as well. So I, I think that is what we look at. Um, through the eyes of... We've seen like all sorts yeah. of people. Yeah. So go ahead. Uh, through, through the eyes of, uh, you know, a software developer or, or an engineer rather, like again, a question that I have personally is that, do you think that the syllabus that is taught in the universities usually, uh, you know, is it is it is it really that helpful when it comes to you know the real world space? For example, even uh, today, a lot of colleges are still teaching a lot of C and C plus, which is okay for if if you're building out your basics and everything. But is it really helpful uh, when it comes to you know the real world application or are companies really looking forward to you know those kind of structures still uh, going ahead? Yeah. Uh, so I think I, what I'll say there is that one obviously on one one hand you have the official machinery to work with, right? I mean, if one college needs to change the syllabus, I'm not sure what sort of administrative hoops they need to go through, which is one reason why it's slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I think you, you rightly said that it is not what companies directly look for. Yeah. But I also think it, it, it's not irrelevant, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, the way I think about it is that every company is doing something different, right? No no college in the world will be able to teach their students what Postman does or what any other company does because the the company is a company because they are doing something that no one else is doing. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a mistake to say that you know it's uh, it's not re- relevant because you know it's not exactly what the companies are looking for. I don't think that match will ever be found. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the importance is that no matter what language you learn, whether you learn C or not, mm-hmm. I think what what helps uh, sorry, what it helps with is the fact that it helps you build those relations in your brain, yeah. right? Uh, and you may not even end up programming, but even the fact that these are the the mental models that can exist and these are the tools that I, I have available to me to solve any future problem, mm-hmm. I think that concept is, is very useful, right? So I, I'll give you an example, right? So in, in our second or third year, I think we had this course called numerical analysis. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did very badly there, right? I didn't remember a thing the moment I walked out of the exam hall, I forgot everything about it. Mm-hmm. But the few things that I really did remember is that these are the tools this is a toolbox that is available to me, right? I know that in the real world, I'll always have access to reference, I'll have access to all of that. Mm-hmm. But what you do need to remember is the tools that you have access to and how to use them, right? The, the specifics can always be looked at. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the biggest thing that for me personally, what I, I took out of my undergrad is the wide set of tools that are available to me. And they will be valuable to me, whether I'm a developer, whether I'm a product manager, whether I'm a UX UI designer, right? All of those things, right? The the tools are similar. Right? The, the same abstractions that you use while programming, you'll use if you're doing physics or economics or, or anything else, right? So mm-hmm. I think that is what um, I personally find the most valuable. 
uh, while it's true, as you said, that it's not exactly what the companies want, that's generally not a that's generally not a problem. I mean, mm-hmm. if you say that this this university teaches JavaScript and Postman uses JavaScript, that's really not going to be something that we uh, we get really excited about because mm-hmm. you know that that is something that you can learn and forget very easily. True. So yeah. Exactly. The point is to uh, you know strengthen your core, right? But then again, uh, being having said that, you know the option or the availability of you know choice of having uh, you know other relevant things to learn about in college. For example, most of the colleges these days uh, keenly look forward to systems design rather than real world development. Rather than real world development, right? Even a few colleges do offer you know courses on web development or software development. But then again, those are additional courses which which are essentially charged for you know. Per se, extra, right? They aren't a part of the mm-hmm. primary syllabus, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, then again, you know, so so what are what are your views like? Uh, uh, have you have you gone through the new uh, education policy that was there and the changes that it has brought about? Do you, do you think it is really going to make a difference, especially in engineering colleges? Uh, so I'm not sure of like, the specifics of what the uh, of what the NEP talks about, but mm-hmm. uh, from the point of view of what you said about you know courses not being part of the core curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say there again, right? I mean, the specifics of the course are less important, right? Whether mm-hmm. they teach you quote unquote web development or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, web development is like not something you learn in six months, right? I mean, yeah. there are people who have been doing it for 20 years and they're still doing new things every day. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so I don't think that, you know, whether you specifically do a course called web development or not is relevant in the long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I mean, at, at some level, colleges need to work with the administration to figure out what is the best way to update the syllabus. Right, mm-hmm. but that ambition has little to do with you know specific technologies that you'll be working with in in you know whatever you end up doing after school. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I don't see that as a as a big problem, right? I mean, uh, in in every company, what you're expected to do is learn on the job, learn whether or, or figure out what resources you need in order to do your job effectively. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that is the broader skill set that people need to take away because, as I said, right, it it is never be an exact match, right? What you study in college versus what you need to do in at work will almost never be an exact match. So mm-hmm. trying to chase that dream, I don't think it's, it's a worthy objective. Uh-huh. I think what we should look at is, A, what is the set of tools that are available to me to solve whatever problem is thrown at me later on? Mm-hmm. Uh, and am I able to build my, my research skills, my investigation skills throughout all the courses that I do? Because that's, again, something that serves you well throughout the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so coming, coming. A lot of people are inspired about your, are inspired from your journey, are inspired from Postman that you know a startup of this proportion has actually grown out of India. Right. So uh, I have, I have a small uh, multi-choice question. Uh, I have a small MCQ question for you, right? And you can just choose okay. one option, right? So this is very pertinent to the startup space as well as uh, you could relate it from the minds of a college student, right? Related to startup. So I'll give you five options, and you have to choose one, right? Okay. So A startup. B degree, C startup during degree, D startup after degree, or E doesn't matter. Uh, so I mean, I, I'd say it, it, it depends on you know your exact situation, right? So um, what I generally say is that I mean, if you are super convinced, you know that your startup idea cannot wait for two years, then you have to do this now, mm-hmm. and you have all the required, or you know, you know exactly what needs to be done. Right. I mean, I I wouldn't want to hold you back, right? Okay. But that is generally not the case, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, the, the first idea that you have, right? I mean, you enter your first year, you 
you know see or read about all these startups and you have an idea mm-hmm. right i mean i would like take that with a pinch of salt because it's like the first attempt that you have had and you, and you need to work on your idea for like a, a good period of time right yeah. and if you feel and if you if you can convince yourself and you know your friends and peers around you that Now, this is something that cannot wait and i have to do this now if i don't then xyz will happen and it will no longer be feasible i think that is like the that's the only rare case where i think it's it's wise to you know immediately do that mm-hmm. um also i think for for me personally uh, like doing a startup was never the objective mm-hmm. right i mean I, i i can't speak to anyone else people obviously have their own motivations yeah but i just wanted to be in a place where i could make the most impact and i could use my skills the best mm-hmm. right so uh, i don't think i ever had this thing i i uh, had this thing that i want to start a company and and i never had that dream in particular mm-hmm. but then when postman started that avenue was just the best choice for me to do what i wanted to do right uh, so i mean i I'm, i'm sorry i didn't choose one of the one of the options <laughs> you had but I, i think like that's the extent of thought i have on the subject yeah uh So I'll I'll just I'll I'll leave you with uh, the last two questions, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The the next question is going to be very cheeky. So uh, does does it excite you when you hear that uh, you know Postman has now uh, an evaluation of two billion dollars? Like when we heard about that first, like uh, Postman uh, achieving a unicorn status, that that was huge for us. Like from the developer mm-hmm. community, I can say we personally were super excited. We were so happy. So yeah. th- did it excite you the same way that you know you reached up you scaled up to that proportions you know we started off with half a million developers right now you have say what like 20 23 million people uh, using the software with all of yeah. the biggest companies in the world the developers using them internally as well as throughout them you know does it excite yeah. you yeah oh yeah absolutely i mean I'd, i'd be lying if i said no so i think uh-huh. um what what we see like internally like people who are working at postman or with postman for a while mm-hmm. the general dissonance that we see is that day to day you don't see a change right you see the numbers growing slightly mm-hmm. slightly every day right you see new sales being made you see new you know small features being launched here and there mm-hmm. um but then when these events happen you said you know the the, the two billion valuation or whatever i think that makes you you know stop and look back at all the growth you have had all the success mm-hmm. you have had and it, i think it's important to to look at that because it is a it's proof of all the effort that the entire team has put in uh, how the community has helped us how our uh, how our partner vcs have helped us right and all mm-hmm. of that has come together uh, to you know for, for us to reach the state that we have mm-hmm. um but at the same time like for us the valuation does not change our mission it does not change our level of motivation like we still want to do the same thing mm-hmm. uh, i think the way we think about it internally is that your efforts and your direction it's been validated by a by a larger set of people than before mm-hmm. uh, and that only means that you know you're 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 on the right track and continue to do what you have been doing uh, mm-hmm. and there will be you know a change in external perception postman will now be thought of as of as a slightly more enterprise company than it was before and you now all of those things will happen and we'll have to yeah. adjust accordingly but the overall product direction will hopefully not change the motivation will not change mm-hmm. and uh the only thing that this i mean one of the biggest things this enables us to do is remove any blockers that we thought we had mm-hmm. uh in terms of resources expansion etc so we will continue to do all of that but for us it's just a uh, increased validation of the, the mission that we had mm-hmm. and um, to extra motivation and just removal of any blockers that we thought we had 
in the journey to achieve that mission. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd just like to uh, add one small part. Uh, rather, I'd, I'd, try, I'd, I'd like to laud one particular department of Postman, that is the SEO department. Because five years from now, uh, you know, five years ago when you searched on Google about Postman, it, it showed you what exactly Postman is. Right yeah. now, if you, if you search Postman on Google, the first thing that pops up is Postman.com, right? Mm-hmm. So, the SEO department has done a tremendous job <laughs> with that, I must say. We have to put in efforts everywhere to make sure that you know we are able to reach the widest audience that we want to reach. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's good to hear that you, you found person at the top there. <laughs> uh, so, so fine, one final question. Sir. Uh, what, what do you think, you know, what would be a message to, you know, the students uh, who are, you know, budding developers, who are, you know, budding entrepreneurs thinking about, you know, starting off something, thinking about developing something, what ideas, you know, do you think, you know, they should keep in mind going forward, anything from your experience to them? Uh, I think the most honest um, product ideas or the most sustainable ideas come from, like, a real-world problem you have. Like, and that has worked very well for us, so it's, it's the feedback that I've given. Mm-hmm. And it's not limited to the initial idea of, you know, being, uh, of uh, finding it difficult to make API calls and creating a tool to solve that. Mm-hmm. But even, uh, you know, a lot of the features and changes that we have done since then have, have focused on that, right? So internally, we consider our, our engineering team the ideal customer for the Postman product, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we say that any gap in our workflow is a gap in the Postman product itself. Um, yeah. And I think that, that has worked well for us because it always, gives us very honest and frank insights into what in the product is working, what isn't working, what we need to change. Mm-hmm. So I think that that approach is something that I would recommend everyone to try. Uh, it, it obviously you know may not work for the exact thing that you're that, the exact problem that you're facing, mm-hmm. but it's a very useful tool to try and evaluate what the scope of your idea is, what the scope of your problem statement is, mm-hmm. and. The thing is, if, if it always stems from a problem that you have or you know someone else has, that honesty will always be there, which is, I think, a very important foundation for you to build anything on top of. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That, that, that's amazing to hear about, sir. Uh, so, uh, one small request from, uh, you know, a lot of students from Thapar had, that if you could give us a shout-out, if you could give a shout-out to an actor Thapar, because all of us were super freaked out when we heard that uh, the co-founder of Postman was available for our podcast. We're super freaked out about that and we have a lot of fanboys uh, of Postman here. So, a shout out would be so. Yeah, um, so yeah, I've talked to an actress and uh, uh, the team here, I think, uh, like a, a lot of the questions that you asked, they were very on point. It showed that you had done active research and you were like, actively interested in, in the space we're in. So, yeah, hats off to you for, for a great interview experience and I'm sure all the other podcasts that you've had uh, have, have the same pattern. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir, for your time. And we've already taken up or eaten up 40 minutes by, uh, you know, talking you into 20. I'm sorry about that. And <laughs> that's, that's fine. Then again, then again, it has been an honor taking this interview. And uh, I'd just like to wish you all the best. And, you know, keep doing the great work that Postman is. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks. Appreciate it, Vinny. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.